Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media. A good story is a good story. Hosted by Marsha Casper Cook. Live shows every week with interesting interviews in the entertainment field with writers, producers, directors, and screenwriters. There's also shows about newsworthy topics and group discussions about writing tips to help writers reach success. New to the show are conversations about personal struggles and how to feel good about yourself in today's world. One thing's for sure, it's always a lively conversation and lots of fun. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marcia, and today we do have writers, directors, screenwriters, producers. I got everybody here. So it's going to be a great show. Uh, I do want to say one thing before I forget about uh, tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's show is, this is Mental Illness Month, Awareness Month, and we are having a couple guests on. We'll be talking about this because there are a lot of people out there suffering right now, and um, COVID did not help a lot of people. They've been in their house, and they're secluded, and it, you know, and they're really feeling terrible. So I think right now is a time to help people, so we're going to try to have an interesting, well, we will have an interesting discussion tomorrow, and uh, that's going to be tomorrow's show at three in the afternoon central four eastern and uh, listen if you can and it's always on demand and itunes and other podcasts okay so here we go we have trish wilson we have josh Mallerman, john skip and me so we're going to have a great show let's see what everybody's doing elizabeth how are you doing um yeah, what am I doing right now? Actually, I have a new story coming out. It's called Subversive Children's Games. And uh, Fulica mm-hmm. Books is going to publish it in their um, – the anthology is called Terrors from the Toy Box. And mine is about Barbie dolls. I hate them. Mm-hmm. I hate them with a passion. And the story <laughs> I saw your post. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm also the uh, media director for the horror zine. I have interviewed John Skip and Josh Mallerman. For the horror zine, and uh, actually, my interview this month is with Ellen Batlow. So, um, right. you know, that's where I am. Okay. Do you want me to introduce Josh? Or do you want me to introduce them? They, well, or, yeah, they, introduce yourself. They can. They, they've been on before. So, Josh, all right, Josh, tell everybody who you are, which we all know. You yeah. and John Skip. Go ahead. All right, Josh, how are you? Hi, hi, everybody. I am Josh Mallerman. Uh, author of Bird Box and Daphne and a, and a gazillion other novels. Uh, I, I have my, the walls of the office I'm sitting in right now have outlines of books on them. And, and, and those books are written. I, I'm proud to say. Um, Good. Yeah. Also I'm in a band, the high strong, and we actually have an album coming out in uh, two days on Friday. So this is oh, good. a lot, to, a lot to good. talk about and, and, and a ton in common with John, who also is a musician uh, writer. And, yeah, that's where I'm at, albums and books. Okay. All right. And there we go, John, because I know last time when you were on, we said, let's try to do a show with Josh. So here we are. We're all here now. There we go. No, that that seems to have worked out very well. Uh, hi, I'm John Skip, and I'm an alcoholic. Actually, I'm not. I, I, uh, I haven't had a drink in like a, a year uh, or something. Uh, it's hilarious. Um, but but I, I wrote like a trillion books, and um, – um, 
was it last year? I think it was, yeah, uh, uh, around this time last year, I retired from writing books so that I could spend the rest of my life making movies and making music. But I still love books a lot, and I did a bunch. So if you want books by me, it's not like they're not there. Um, um, but, yeah, yeah, uh, music and movies are, are what it's all about for, for me right now. And uh, I'll tell you what I'm doing as we go along. All right. Okay. So we, we did want to mention something, you know, about the writer's strike. So, John, do you want to talk oh, a little? Oh, oh. You, I know you had some few things to say right? that we won't cut well, out. Yeah, we'll go keep going. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm a writer who is currently striking, which means that um, um, I can't go and make any deals right now with any uh, um, guild affiliated uh, production companies. Uh, until they resolve this, and I very much look forward to uh, the resolution. I, I hope it works out uh, well, and I trust that it will. But yeah, we're, we're just in a, you know, streaming has changed the game, uh, um, not just in terms of how we experience art, but uh, in terms of how we get paid for it. And uh, and they're uh, they're trying to they're trying to get us up to speed, and uh, and so that's the deal. So, and you know, uh, my ahead, my manager Ryan and I have a production company, and we mm-hmm. also are you know every, everything's on hold right now, and rightfully so. And, yep. and what's interesting to me about all this is like, for a while now, the concept you know, John of streamers and this has been sort of vague, right? People are like, what's the back end? What's the box office? What's you know, in, in every conversation, yeah. and there was never like an answer to that. So it seems like right. obviously. This was all inevitable where we are right yeah. now. Like these questions had yeah. to be answered, and, and here we are. Yeah, and there's yeah. so many shows on, you know, and all these. I mean, there is a, a huge amount of movies, TV. I mean, so much more than ever before. I mean, there's every five minutes, there's another, you know, network opening up that people can have for movies and shows. So I think that's one of the things. And, but they should be up to speed because I think they said that the last one was so many years ago. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The last, the last writer's strike, I was, I was picketing in the streets in, in Burbank. Um, yeah. Now I'm in Portland, Oregon. So I, I, you know, I'm walking around in my bedroom with a little sign. <laughs> I'm sure it's very persuasive. Well, you, you can always do a Zoom or whatever on there. You can let people see you. But you know, the, the truth is, is that I think I think years ago when they had it, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of production companies went under. They could not afford to stay open afterwards. You know, and so I hope this does not, you know, stay anything near to a long time. I just think they can do this fast, but I, you know, I don't know. Lately, nothing comes fast, you know, but it would be nice if they could do this. Right. The goal, the goal here isn't, the goal here isn't to like sink anybody. The goal is to make things, you know, spread the wealth and and make things better for the writers for the existing places. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly right. I I think that all the the stories out there, you need writers. The writers are the ones that make the words that they say. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we're we're the we're the first ones in the door. Um, you know, I just um, have to say one thing because I always notice at the Academy Awards, you know, when they're giving awards and you know, uh, screenwriters, everything, you know, a lot of times they they're focusing on all the stars that do the movies. The writers are they're the words that these people are given. 
And that's you know, why when I was to get those. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, when it, I had this moment when I was much younger, where I was like 12, 13 years old, and the TV was on mute, right? And there was some movie on, and the actors were like doing their thing. And of course, I adore actors and revere the theater and everything. But it struck me for the first time that without what they're saying, like their, their characters could have been anything. And without yeah. the music also. Like, I, I, it struck me at a very young age that I was watching something where like, wait, who like, well, what are they? Who are they? Because Tom Cruise just, just on Tom Cruise just on TV didn't tell me what what kind of guy he was, or, or I'm kind of, but you get what I'm right, saying. Right. And it was my first yeah, yeah. glimpse of the writer is what I right. actually love about these movies is who told like the story and the storytelling and right. what they're you know all the great lines that you quote to each other. That's it. You know, right. that and from the most part, the actors didn't write those, right? So. So right. I remember having a glimpse of that at a very young age. And because it is it's, true. It's, it's very really true. fascinating. When, when you start making movies, just uh, realizing how, how all of these pieces come together. Because, yeah, it starts with the written word, uh, but mm-hmm. then you have to find somebody to, to say those words. You have to find somebody to shoot it. You have to some, find somebody to light it. You have to some, find somebody to put clothes on them so they don't all get arrested. And, um, yeah. you know, makeup and, um, <laughs> you know, there, there, yeah. there, there's an insane amount of logistic stuff that goes into it. Uh, writers are just part of the equation. And, and uh, you know, the hardest thing about a thing like a writer's strike is that all those other people are out of work right now, too, until we get yep. this thing straightened out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But but we got to get it straightened out and then we can all yeah. get back to work and uh, not be getting hosed in the process. Yeah, isn't and I think that's really true. Is the end of June? Is, isn't there another contract, not with the Writers Guild, but with um, another group of um, entertainment professionals at the end of June? From what I, I don't remember which one it was, but apparently the Writers, Writers Guild starts to affect that. It might be the Screen Actors Guild. I, thought, I, thought, I think hmm. it might be the Directors Guild. I don't know. Someone, someone oh, listening okay. knows knows this. But yes, yeah, the directors else is guild. On the directors guild. Well. You know, the the thing about directors is, you know, without a good director, I don't care what the words are. You have to have a good director. I mean, I think that one of the things, and I've said this like a lot of times before, is that if if writers, directors, producers, um, actors, if everybody really got together in that room, instead of you know just the writer gets the money, then they leave, then they don't get money, or they get if it's an option. I mean, if people really work together, we'd have some really great movies and times, and people would really feel good about this profession. Instead of some people, they're really, I mean, everybody's right. There's so many writers out there that never even get a shot. And so I think that's the other thing, you know, uh, people are afraid and they give up too fast. You know, when I was an agent, you know, I still, you know, I don't take clients. I don't do anything with that because it's almost impossible to get people out there now. New people just can't get out there, you know. And so, and I think, you know, right now, this would be a time to really think about a lot of things for writers, you know, stay in this, try hard. You know, and hopefully they'll get the strike done and we can get new and good movies. Like we we're, you know, look at all the stuff that's really good now. I mean, I, I watch a lot of TV. Does everybody else? I think probably. Uh, I'm, I'm watching three shows right now. 
Um, but I, and I think that's I think that's the most shows that I've ever like uh, um, narrative ongoing shows that I've ever been involved in at the same time. I, I'm watching Barry, I'm watching yeah. uh, Yellow Jackets, and I'm watching Succession, and they're all amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just mm-hmm. in, in, incredible shows. Um, yeah, I saw the first and, season of Yellow Jackets. That was amazing. I heard that the Succession yeah. is excellent. That's the next one I'm going to watch. Succession there's is killing great, me. Is killing there's me. some great shows. Yeah, Succession is really good. I just, you know, and they have, Succession has a podcast. Do you know about, I, you know, if you, I've listened to the podcast right after the show. It's really good. I, you know, it's, it's I, really good because the actors are coming on talking about, you know, nice. just things just about how they feel. Yeah, it's really good. And I think that's the thing. These are characters that are so really good. I mean, in succession, they're incre- I mean, I just love watching the dynamics of all those kids to get the three kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> Josh, what are you watching these days? Yeah, well, first of all, I, I have to get on that one. My, my friend, my bandmate, Mark Owen, has been talking to me about it for a while. I've been watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I absolutely adore. It's, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, I, I know. I watched it, too. I love that show. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. like the best. Like I don't, I can't think of a better like not coming of age, but coming of artists. Like uh, a, yeah, a yeah. person realizing that they're really good at something, and right. and like holy cow, wait a minute, I can actually be a, a comedian. I can do this. I wasn't yeah. planning on it, but I can do this. It's it's sort of like the wow. best variety of that that I've seen. And yeah, I, I love, so I'm watching I like that. And then I'm. I have some like Ted Lasso in me. <laughs> I'm that, like I'm kind of like the Ted Lasso in my rock band. <laughs> I I really like that show. I relate to this dude. I think I'm thinking of growing a mustache. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> that that is so but funny. And, you know, I've nev- I've never seen that? Mrs. Maisel, and I really really got to do it. Uh, thank you for oh, for uh, for lighting that fire. It is good. Yeah, you I've know, been watching I, Seaside I, Hotel, and uh, yeah, I've been watching Seaside Hotel, and I just started Tom Jones. That one just it's uh, Henry Field. Oh, I just saw that. It just started Seaside. on Seaside. What's yeah. that one called? Seaside or something? I just saw it. Seaside yeah. Hotel. It's Danish. And if you like the White Lotus, you probably like Seaside Hotel. Ooh, that's I love the White Lotus. I love the White Lotus. Oh, my God. I love the oh, White Lotus. I love Seaside the way Hotel you don't know what's going on. Like well, we really, are in, we, we really are in like a golden era of, of, of the television series. And also, oddly enough, also yeah. the documentary. I mean, when I was growing up, TV was goofy, and the documentary was like so boring. And then... Yeah. Right. At some point, yeah. those two yeah. things, those two things have like, have risen to the cinematic, yeah. you know, artful yeah. level, and it's it's a hell of an age for 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 movies too, but for yeah. TV and, and documentaries, it's a hell of an age. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yep. I mean, because there are so many. Like, I have a list, and you know, this is a problem though. I think I was listening to how it's doing these things too, because you keep going, you go like, okay, I'm watching this. You put this on, and you say, okay, this is my stuff, and then you can't find it. <laughs> put it on and you're going mm-hmm. like where is it because you know they keep moving it you know it's like it sometimes mm-hmm. they keep what you're watching right in front and sometimes like netflix does that they go continue watching so i kind of like that i know what i'm watching then because sometimes I, there's another one called uh, rough diamond it's about the uh, diamond industry and it's all these hasidic jewish people and it's so interesting 
to watch mm. because you're also watching a community, but you're also watching a drama where there's a lot of intense, uh, somebody's gambling. I mean, things that you don't see about certain communities. So it's there. That's, sure. what, that's what you're saying, documentary. It's like that. Some of these things, you know, that we're watching, we're really, it's a lot of it's true. So, you know, it's very interesting to learn. Like I've been watching, which I cannot believe I, I never was thinking I would watch something like this because it just took too many. There's 12 seasons of Call the Midwife. So I'm thinking it's only about midwives. I'm thinking, I don't want to watch this. So I started watching it, and 12 seasons later, I'm still watching it. It's so good because it's got a lot of heart, and it's talk, It's the interesting part about it is it talks about things that happened in the past that are right now issues. It's almost like, well, it is like we're living in the past because the issues that they talk about, are the issues the same way we're in, the same kind of issues we're in right now? Giving well, people the human vaccines, animal hasn't changed. Legal, yeah, that's right. That's right. The human animal hasn't changed at all. I mean, we, uh, uh, we're, we're riding in different kinds of vehicles and, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're wearing different shoes, but, uh, but we're, you know, we're still the, we're, we're still the same monkey. One yeah, of the right. most profound, yeah. one of the most profound moments I've had in recent time was I was reading a book by John Skip, John Skip and Craig Spector called Deadlines. And oh, wow. they're the, the uh, take on politics, or, or the modern world and what the people yeah. were worried about and this kind of thing. Yeah. We're like exactly the shit I'm worried about now. Yeah. And I was I like, I, I remember stopping and saying to Allison, I was like, and, and I've seen that also in uh, Philip Roth, our gang yeah. Yeah. and some other, you know, books where I was like, man, John, John was writing this in like, I don't even know what year, like 90 or something. Yeah. John knows. I, I, I think that was like 89. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 89. Yeah. And I'm like, it was, Equally, like, you know, one side you could be, like, dispirited that you're still worried about the same thing, but it was extremely comforting to know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. because all these fears feel brand new. What are we going to do? No one's ever experienced this before. Uh, no, actually, we have. That's true. You're, and we have felt this way, way and, and been battling yeah. similar problems for a long time. Right. Yeah. I, I, I got to say something, exactly man. Right. Uh, what, what's, what's fascinating is uh, – Josh, you and I are both people who are always trying new things uh, and, and or, or trying things in different ways. And I, I was thinking a lot about um, the miracle of, of discovery. It's like I, I'm, I've been teaching myself piano for the last couple of years and, and just playing and playing and playing. And it's incredibly exciting uh, to, to discover the same music that has always existed but you're processing it different because, you know, it's, it's like it's brand new. And, and I think this is what happens. Yeah. Every generation is born into a world in which they think they're discovering it for the first time, even though it's the exact same world that everybody else just died in. What a good morning thought. Happy morning. <laughs> we're all dead. <laughs> good morning. We move, in, we move in cycles is all I'm trying to say. I think you're you know you're absolutely right because whatever you think you're seeing someone else saw it before you know and that's what that's that's why I find watching some of these shows and I'm thinking like they're the same issues like I watch Mad Men a lot I just keep it on behind I just love that show Mad Men I keep watching it even though okay, I know and I love John Hamm I just keep watching it yeah 
Fair because enough. I like the right, people. It's, it's real easy to think that, like, 2016, 17, like, everything changed and all of our worries are new and everything's, like, so peak. Right. And then I'm, like, talking to my mom, and she's like, yeah, this is peak, but can you imagine when my friends were drafted to Vietnam? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah you, wow. And so there's one side of me that feels like, what did I think that my generation was going to make it through an entire life cycle without a peaked moment? And well, okay, yeah. all right, fine. It's a peak moment, and we're handling it the best we can. And uh, and for the most part, my friends and and my peers are all reacting on what I would consider the right side of history. So it's it's again, it's freaky, but there's there's something like encouraging, or there's something calming in there as well. That's true. I think if you look at it that way, it really does sound. It, it, when you really look at it that way, actually, it does sound like it's hopeful because they got out of all of this. Because here we are. Yes, so exactly. Yep. That's an interesting thing to talk about uh, tomorrow. I'm going to put that in the conversation because, you know, I'll, because of mental illness, people are really, they are suffering, you know. So are you, are, both of you are, you know, you're writers, you're musicians, you write songs, you know. Tell, talk, let's talk about the things that you've done. So people will, you know, because it's a whole different media. But it's like you're saying, John, that people, we should do other things. So what makes you want to try to do other things every day? Like when you get up, you go, oh, I'm going to try this. Or, you know, Josh, I know you're, you're probably up for a lot of things. And knowing you, having you on my show a few times, I, you're, you're, you guys are interesting because you're right. You don't just do one thing. You try things. So I think when you brought that up, that's a good thing to talk about, trying things. It's people don't fun. do that. It's it really fun. That's the thing. Uh, it, it, it keeps it keeps things lively, and I, I feel like uh, I, I realized pretty early on in my life that uh, that it's all one contiguous media that that art and music and story and uh, all yeah. of these things are are all just different ways to try and uh, to talk about the same thing, which is you know life and and uh, uh, what it feels like and what it means and. Uh, and so uh, to tackle it from all these different directions is just going deeper into the mystery. You know, uh, it, it's just like, oh, now I'm – it's like traveling the world inside your brain um, and, uh, and, and then yeah. taking it out yeah. into the world where we can play with everybody else. So, I'm, I mean, like uh, the, the finger movements that I make to type words – are not the same finger movements that I make to uh, uh, to play the piano or play the guitar, uh, but uh, you know fingers come in really handy for for triggering the uh, for triggering the data, you know whether it's it's it, whether it's it's sonic or uh, or psychic, you know you're still you're still playing with the same the, the same digits are still dancing, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing I love about making movies is that I get to come up with the story and then I get to uh, work with fun actors and other people to actualize it and then I get to do the music for it and there's pictures and everything. It's like it, 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 it's one-stop shopping for everything that I right, love right. to do. Right, right. That yeah. That's great, yeah, because it is one-stop shop. Yeah. Josh, yeah. what about yeah. you? You've done yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, first of all, I'd echo, you know, everything John said there. And then, so for me, like, 
teen years was like trying to write stories, trying to write like the worst emo poems you can imagine. Then the twenties, I'm like in a serious band with my best friends trying to write novels. Then my thirties, I'm actually writing novels and the band is on the road. Late thirties, Bird Box gets published. So now the forties have been like published author, um, uh, production company with my manager, band making albums. And so rather than, what's the right phrase for this? Rather than one like replacing the other, it seems like, other elements have like gathered together and it's exactly to me it's exactly what john is saying in terms of it's all the same body of work it's not you know it's never like never in a million years can i imagine being like well this medium isn't working maybe i should try something else to become successful no it's all it's all part of the same mindset and i'm a huge proponent of um I guess being prolific or being a prolific and I fancy myself a prolific. And I think the beauty of that, and this counts across mediums is that you begin to look at the canon, the body of work versus a singular work of art. So when you sit down to write that book, you don't feel like it has to represent you in full. When you put on yes. a play, this experience doesn't have to represent you in full. You're going to give it your all. You're going to give it your whole heart to an album, to everything, but it's okay if it's different than what you did before. Or you, and once you have enough works of art, you could even do a work of art that you don't even agree with any of the characters at all. It could not right. represent <laughs> you at all in that way. Yeah, and so yeah. to me, it, it's not just like how many novels can we write, although that is a fun thing for me to think about, but it's also mm-hmm. like, okay, what can we add to this? I want to direct a movie. I want to open up a, a horror theater, not movie theater, um, uh, like stage plays here in Michigan. Well, is that going to be in my 50s then? If 40s has been published yeah. author and, and making mm-hmm. movies, like is that the next thing? And yeah. it's not just a matter of like staying fresh, although it does keep you fresh. And how John was saying, totally. each generation yeah. like comes to it, discovers it on their own. Well, even within your own life, you can look at each of these mediums as like another generation, right? Like I just said, Absolutely. like from poems to, to novels to, to uh, albums to, uh, to, and hopefully one day like a theater. And I would, and John's coming to movies with that same like sense of, same exact sense of discovery that he came to like, you know, horror stories when he was, uh, I don't know, when he, I don't know how old you were, John, a teenager probably when you first discovered that. And you're like, no, I, I, I started writing horror stories when I was nine years old. Wow. Oh, yeah, really? no kidding. I, I, you know what? I knew I, knew I was yep. going to be off of that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but and now, now John is coming to movies with that same spirit, and, and yeah. I'm trying, and, and, and the same thing. And so, but to me, what matters most, I'll say one more time, is that the, ooh, the canon, the body of work, so that, when yeah. you add it all together, and sometimes somebody will say, oh, you're a renaissance man. And I'm like, well, yeah, I get what you're saying, but it really is just all one artistic life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a good way to look um, at it. Elizabeth, what about you? Elizabeth, because you have done a lot of things also. Yeah, um, I, I understand you know, what you're saying about it, it's kind of like many facets of the same gemstone. Um, exactly. I mean, yes, I, I know a lot of people who are artists as well as musicians as well as writers. I'm thinking of one in particular too, and um, I mean, she plays Renaissance and uh, medieval music. So that, I mean, that's even 
even more different than uh, you know than, than rock music. Oh, that sounds that, amazing. A lot of us are into it. It's <laughs> absolutely beautiful. She can play the harp, and she's an oil painter. And it's uh, it's just many different ways of expressing yourself creatively. And it's just you yeah. know as I'm a, I'm used to being around writers that usually I talk to writers, but you know that's not the only creative uh, way of expressing yourself. Right. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's what's interesting about life. I think, you know, all of us on this show have one thing in common. We like to have fun. We like to enjoy things. And I think writers out there listening, that's the thing. Don't be afraid to try things because you never know, you know. I mean, who do I like I look at my life, I go like, oh, my God, who would have ever thought I'm doing this or that? And I had a story that I did for a magazine. Well, it was in a book. It's in a book now. It's about success. And I, they asked me to do it. I'm going like, success? What are you talking about? So I, I, they said, write about success. I go, <laughs> I, I couldn't write about success, but I did write about what happened to me when I was in high school that I never thought I would do it, you know, how I was in school and counselors would say, you know, I don't think there's anything for you. You're not going to make anything of yourself. And I, I always go back that, to that thought in Ugh. my head. And that's what I always say, because kids, you can't say that to kids. If I weren't that type of person that would just move on, I probably would have been stuck somewhere else, you know. And it's very, so that's what I consider success, to keep going, to try new things. It's not about money. It's not about those things. It's about enjoying things and keep moving on, not stopping mm-hmm. because someone says you can't do it. It's it's the journey, not the destination. And yeah, those people right. suck. Um, uh, yeah. You know, the, the only people who want to crush your dreams are people who uh, uh, had their dreams successfully crushed by another one of those jerks. So yeah. uh, you, you know that that's definitely not something you want to hand down to the next generation. Right. If, if exactly. If I have anything to say to anybody, it's like, you know what? Try stuff. It's fun. Yep. You'll learn things. Yep. Uh, you, you'll surprise yourself. You'll surprise your friends. You'll make new friends. Uh, a lot of good can happen from it. And the other thing you have to understand is uh, you don't instantly start out and be great at things. You have to work at them right. for a little while. That's right. Exactly. People, people talk about mm-hmm. how Mozart was a genius because he composed his first symphony when he was five or something and that is undeniably true but at the age of two he sounded like a, a cat on a keyboard he sucked <laughs> he was no good at all right he, he had to work at that shit um but no, he did and, and, that's and then really he became true. and that's what the thing that's for the next generation of people what you want them to do and to so they won't be mentally depressed, feel that the things that they can do and not, you don't have to be the best at anything. You just have to try though. I mean, you know, and so I remember like when that, and that is what I put in my story is about that. And because I remember I was sitting in this dark, dingy room with this little counselor and here she is looking at me and she is looking and, and telling me, you know, that I can't do something because I like to talk a lot and have fun. So guess what? Look where I am now, talking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> talking and having fun. Like. Oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> I know. That's the big key is having I a know. lot of fun. You don't expect to write the next, uh, say, dark side of the moon. Just go ahead and have fun with it. And if it ends up being yeah. the next dark side of the moon, then, you know, more power to you. But the whole idea yes. is, you know, learning and enjoying it. <laughs> But yes. then, and, and, and then, just, yeah. you, 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 well, you also start to discover, because first of all, like, as John said, those people suck. I cannot imagine, literally at any point in my life, telling someone, 
uh, no, buddy, you're no good. You know, I, I just I can't even imagine that. Like the smallest no, nugget of encouragement. <laughs> I was driving, uh, I was riding in the back seat of Michael, uh, the drummer of my band, Derek. He's in the passenger seat, and his girlfriend's driving, and her twin sister's in the back, and the doors are playing on the radio, and I like absently sang along to a song, and Melissa Bird looks over at me and goes, "You have you have an interesting voice." And, and I honestly sometimes think that that opened the door for me. This, this yeah. girl in the back of my car is saying, hey, you, you have an interesting voice. I was like, oh, really? Oh, okay, well, maybe I do. And one <laughs> nugget of encouragement, like, and it's been a lifetime yeah. of music. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. That, uh, I, it's awesome, but, but then I'll go real fast. Real fast. I I just yeah. that when you said dark side, it made me think of something, too, is the further you get into this stuff, the more you start to appreciate the breadth of like um, hi-fi versus lo-fi, uh, uh, palatable versus absurd, um, yeah. and then you start to <laughs> love like all this, all the you equ- I love equally all the variants of like the spectrum, all the distance, all the ends of the spectrum. I love Dark Side of the Moon as much as I love Guided by Voices as much as I love um, the uh, voicemail that my friend sends me of a new song he wrote, and and I. Nice. I see them all on the equal playing field now. And I think that that it's not just being open-minded to, um, I can try new things. It's that anything goes and that any, right. and that yeah, anything is valid. Anything is valid that you go for. Is that anything? Yeah. I think that's really very important. And it's really important <laughs> to let people be who they are and what they want to do and not have such, you know, I mean, right now it's a very tough time because everybody that you, nobody's in the same mold. Everybody's different. So what's the difference? I mean, that's what I can never understand why everybody wants people to be just a certain way. Well, I don't want, I'll be who I want to be. And all of us on this show are who we want to be. That's important. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, I don't want to be like someone else. My, my grandmother once told me something and I, I actually put that in uh, the story is she said, if you look at people and want to be what they are, how do you know they don't have an illness, they have a very bad story, you know, they have a life that's horrible? Don't want to, you know, you, when you look at someone, don't, you don't know what you want to be. Be who you are. Don't be what they are because you don't even know what tragedy is in their life. They just are sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, and so you just go on and live your life, not somebody else's life, you know, and I think that's, I, I got a lot of messages from her. You know, she's from Russia. She was from Russia. She spoke English. She lived till 101. And most of the way I am, it's not even from my own parents. It's from my grandmother. So if somebody in their life, if if you have a teacher mm-hmm. or a friend that gives you that one ounce of just go for it, that's important. And that's like yep. everything. God, and, you've got that. And I would love to. And I would love to be that person. You know, for someone else. And and it it doesn't take yep. much to be that person for someone else. Right, exactly. Right, it doesn't. <laughs> and that's a good that's a good message for people to take away from this show. Is it doesn't? It's just sometimes being kind or reading their work or talking to them or giving them some advice that will really they'll remember later. And so I think that's what this is all about, you know. And here we are, four people probably in our high school years and whatever college, whatever. We were different people, and we grew and to do different things. So don't think what you are at 20, you'll be the same at 40. You're not. You change. Oh. To any oh, yeah. new things. 
I, I, I feel like I've gone through more iterations than David Bowie at this point, just in terms of like turning, <laughs> turning into the next person. It's ridiculous, man. I, I, and uh, yeah, it, it's like, I, I think part of it for me was also that I, I was always moving. I, I completely understand people who have lived in one place all their lives and been with the same people and, uh, maybe change didn't seem as dramatic, but for me, it was just like, okay, I just feel like I've lived so many lives since the last time I took stock, took stock of my, of what I was doing, you know, last year. Um, it's, it's just absurd. And, uh, and also really fun because, uh, you know, I I think it's one of the reasons that I'm not that interested in looking back because there is just all this stuff that hasn't happened yet that I'm excited right. to try. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a good way to. And uh, yeah, no, it's 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 really, uh, yeah. You, you talk about why I want to wake up in the morning is because uh, uh, there is something else I was going to do that I haven't done yet. Um, and and as for being anybody else, uh, when I broke into the horror scene, um, publishers of uh, were very, very interested always. They seem to have given up on it now, but they were always very interested in who was going to be the next Stephen King. And uh, yeah. so everybody was uh, attempting to leap into the next Stephen King mold. And uh, my thought was, we already have one, and he's really good. So how about if yeah. we just, like, do all the other things instead? You know, I, I think I would be, yeah. I, I, I would find the world massively enriched uh, by... Uh, all of the wannabe Stephen King, Stephen King imitators going and being themselves instead of attempting to be Stephen King, because I probably right, would like and, them. Right, and that's true. Uh, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, we already got that guy. He, he, he's got the job covered. Right. <laughs> so it's cool. Remember, and and, people... and that, was what was, that was what was happening uh, with, like, folk singers in the early yeah. 60s. Everybody had to be the next Bob Dylan. It's like, okay, so mm-hmm. Phil Oaks kills himself. Why? Because he wasn't the next Bob Dylan, uh, and yeah. you know it's it's crazy. It's like uh, no, uh, the be the who trick you is are, to right. yeah, to be who you are, and and to find what's interesting about that to you, uh, and and uh, and share that with others, because then you got something to talk about. Right. I mean that's true. You know, and, and I remember when people used to, you know, we were trying to sell a lot of scripts when I when I was an agent, and we would talk to people. They go, "We'd like a, a movie just like Judd Apatow." I go, "You know what? Judd Apatow didn't know his movies would be the way when he wrote them. You know, and that's the thing." <laughs> You don't know. You can't, you don't say, oh, I'm, you know, when he wrote his movies, you think he thought he's going to be Judd. I mean, they're, they're going to be so successful. They say, I want a comedy like that, you know. And so you're right. That's true. You, you can't, they want what, you can't be somebody else. You have to be who you are. The, the awesome thing is that Judd Apatow uh, was just making movies like Judd Apatow. <laughs> and, and that's why we like them. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> He, he was the one person who was supposed to do that, and he did. Well, that yeah, worked out great. Know, and, yeah, and so many people, when you think of some of the people, like uh, the uh, girls, when Leah Dunham, she, everybody like, oh, my God, look what she's doing. Look at her. She was, like, groundbreaking. I mean, you know, who's going to be on the air and just get undressed and not even care about it? <laughs> she didn't care, you know, and it's like 
she just Yay. did her own thing. And it was successful. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, do think, <laughs> I, I do think that um, it's, yeah, this is one of my favorite parts about art is that once you actually do it, you can't help but be yourself. Like, or at least I can't, and, and most of the people I know can't, like, like, even yeah. if I tried to be John Lennon, I mean, and, and it's something like me, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like, right, right, that, that's right. like something like encouraging for, for, you know, uh, a younger, or, 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 or not even younger, any age starting off. Yeah. Um, yes. Because there's a sense of like, I, I, say I want to impart the knowledge on them. If you write a novel, but you are going to shine through no matter what. If you gave John and I literally beat for beat the exact same story to write, by two pages in, John would be John and I would be me. And it's like, exactly. you know, we're writing the same exact story and mm-hmm. we're still ourselves. And, and that's, I, I, you know, as you were saying before about people that like give up on it. And I've, I've witnessed that yeah. too. And it, it, it's like, it's, yeah. a, it's almost like harrowing to me. It's almost like we were, we were at some magical moment in time where we're like, we are going to be artists. We are pursuing this. And then he or she kind of fell off. And typically the reason is for, one of the things we're talking about right now, like, uh, met, you know, comparing yourself to Bob Dylan or, or uh, trying to express yourself in full in this singular work of art or, you know, not mm. thinking that your voice is unique enough. Well, meanwhile, all these things just naturally happen if you just do it. And so right, do it. if there's a way to, if there, you know, of course, and, and I'm totally with you on the mental health thing, and I've been dealing with more anxiety than ever recently, which is, Believe me, that's a lot. I can traction. Come see the anxious guy. <laughs> and then they open the tent, and I'm just like, hi. I don't. I don't know if I can. Hi, hi. And then, and then, like, so if there's a way, though, if you could figure out a way to write the book, to make the album while you feel these ways, right. that's the key. Because then, once the book is written. Therein lies some identity for me, some identity, some bolstering, some confidence, some, um, it's a way of like, it's like the best medicine in the world for these, for these things. Oh yeah. man, the, uh, that's true. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many demons I've exorcised by addressing them directly, you know, mm-hmm. by, yeah. by putting it in the work and then working through it. Um, yeah, it's really funny. I, I'm I'm so much less uh, scared and so much less uh, tormented, uh, largely as a result of just going, okay, what's scaring me? What's tormenting me? Let's go. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, and, and sometimes it, sometimes it's a fight and sometimes it's a dance. But whatever it is, uh, now you're engaged with the thing. And and you know, that that's the other thing is that so many so many things are so much more daunting in the anticipation than they are in the actual exercise. You know, it's yes. like uh, 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 the hero, uh, the coward dies a, a thousand deaths, the hero dies but once. What that, what that old say, uh, saying actually means is that uh, the coward is anticipating their death and going, oh, no, I'll die this way, I'll die that way, and they've already died in their head a thousand times, whereas the hero, who's probably every bit as scared, just went, screw it, I'm going in. And if I die, that's yeah. the way it goes. And if I live, uh, awesome. And then they go in and they do the thing. And, uh, and so they're not sitting there sweating it. Uh, I think that's one of the, the things that I like most about uh, being an artist and being like a self-starter is just like, okay, um, I'm scared of this. 
time to try it. Or uh, if I'm too scared of that, I'll try this other thing that uh, that uh, may scratch similar itches or another itch that I have and uh, and maybe won't kill me. And then you build up the strength. You, one of the things about working for a long time is, is uh, achieving mastery is mostly a matter of putting in the hours. You know, yeah. the more time you yeah. spend at things, the better you are liable to get at them. And then things – you you accomplish certain things and you build up certain muscles and then uh, that thing that you've been scared of you find you, you figure out wow I actually have half the skills I'm going to need and all I need to do is build the other half that's going to be a piece of cake because I know how to build skills now right. because I tried yeah. shit right that's right you if know, you don't John, try you're not going to know that right. I think a lot of the fear comes from fear of the unknown so that when you dive into it, the end result ends up being completely different than what you were fearing in the first place. So oh, yeah. you dive in and go into it because you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you don't even That's know right. what you're going to find until you get there. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, That's right. I, I, have, I have like a whole idea about that. It's sort of like theory or idea of momentum where – if you stay in motion, you may not end up where you, you – you likely won't end up where you thought you would end up, but you will end up somewhere because right. you're in motion. Right. And, and, and that's like exactly what you're saying. You know, John, one of my favorite things that you brought up in this talk is that you just started learning – like practicing piano and learning piano in the last couple of years. And you know yeah. how like when you uh, – if you're with someone and you like hear a new word and then you use it the next day, that person will be like, you just learned that yesterday. And it's like, yeah, but <laughs> – there was a day where I learned the word table too, and was I not supposed to use it? Because like, because like the day before I didn't know what table meant, so today I'm not allowed to use like circumference. Like, what are you talking about, right? So I, I actually, you know, this is the perfect day to use it because I now I know what it is. Right now, <laughs> yes, and it's the same thing. Same thing with as you're talking about the different skills and tools. So you're learning the piano now. It's like why? Why? At, at any point that you learn something new, it's in your bag of tricks. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and you know life like is some... about accumulating a bigger and better yeah. bag of tricks so that you yeah. can um, deploy them at will whenever the circumstances allow. Right. I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys know this. The, the one of the reasons I started being a writer was because I got really, really tired of being in a situation where uh, I should have done something or I should have said something, and three hours later I would think of what it was. And yeah. I determined yeah. that I was going yeah. to close the distance in reaction time between when things happened and when I had the, the right response. I was determined to become a fast gun so that if, uh, if something happened and, and the right thing needed to be said, I could say it then and not three hours later while kicking myself right. in bed. And, um, and so, yeah, it was just like, I want to be. I want to be on top of the moment. I want to be in the moment. I don't want to right. be regretfully floating after the moment, yeah. wishing I had done right. something. Right. That's that's true. That's a good thing to talk to think about. Is because right. You just say right. Because sometimes when you are in a situation and then you go home and you're like reliving what just happened, you go like, wait a minute, what just happened here? And then you know if you said it, what you felt, but then it's too late after that sometimes. But when you're in the moment. You just kind of, because you have to listen to people, and then you have to really put yourself out sometimes. And a lot of people in—that's not a good thing to hold things in. It's better to put to put them out. 
you know, so you don't harbor bad feelings that way. You know, I've never, I've never heard someone say that that was their reason for becoming a writer, John, and that is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I've never heard someone say that before yeah. in my yeah. life, and that is yeah. so freaking true, man. That that sense. I okay. So yeah. recently. About three books ago, I had an idea because I, I, I feel like I have fun on social media, but I don't, I just don't speak Twitter. I just don't, I, some, I sometimes speak Facebook. And I'm like, it, when I would express how I'm feeling about writing or something, it just didn't feel like it was like coming through the way I feel. So I'm like, three books ago, I was like, dude, you should make a documentary of writing this novel because this would give you a chance to like, that's a good, you know, there's no character limit. There's, there's you, there's the right. audio, blah, blah, blah. So, but it sounded like a lot of work. I didn't do it. Two books ago, right. I was like, dude, you should do that documentary. And I was like, yeah, it sounded like a lot of work and I didn't do it. The last I book, I was like, you know what, man, I'm doing it. And I did it. I filmed the documentary of, I got like about 50 hours of footage of writing, uh, writing a novel from beginning to scratch and documenting the whole process. It's really just a guy losing his mind in his office for 50 hours. And yeah. But it's exactly what John is saying, is that it right. was, it's like an right. attempt to say the things now that I would right. have thought of saying later or would have wanted to add, oh, I should have said this, or I should have described this about, right. about writing. And no, I had the opportunity through art to actually express myself on the spot. Right. That you makes sometimes you so just happy. have to sit there and say, so go happy. do it. Just, you have to do it. You, you know, and I think what you're saying is probably very helpful to other people out there to just do it. You know, yes, and you know what's, not, you know what's crazy? I, 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 regret of doing it, but regret of not doing it. Because, yes, you know, yes. Ooh, yeah. you hold back, yes. and then later on it's like, I should have done it, damn it. I should have done yeah. it. But then it's never too late. No, that's a, that is later. How, tr- how true is that? Allison, my fiance, Allison has a saying, she, she, she runs marathons, she works out, and she said to me once, she goes, Josh, I've never regretted a workout. And I was like, damn it, now I've got to work out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it it should thing. be noted right. that Allison is a genius. She's just so amazing. Um, oh, man, yeah. She, yeah she's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. An artist, an artist in all ways in her own right, yep. That's so yep. great. Yep, yep, That's yep. so great. You know, you know, it's interesting, like, when people are writing, you know, sometimes they'll say, you know, and this annoys me a lot because I'll say like, oh, why did you repeat that word? I go, because that's what that person is. If it's a dialogue, that's how the person talks. They could repeat a word. And I'm thinking like, that's, you can't have, your dialogue is just ruined if people say, oh, they don't talk that way, but that's that person talking. And they go, so that person said the word a few times because haven't we all repeated ourselves in a conversation? Many of us do mm-hmm. that in a conversation. You just go, you know, and so, <laughs> yeah, so when you're writing mm-hmm. dialogue, if, if, and then if you put a word t- twice, so what? And people go like, oh, you can't do that. What do you mean you can't do that? That's the person talking. That's how they talk. Yes, that's who. You know? It is. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, hey, you know dialogue, dialogue is really exciting because what you have to do is listen to people uh, and see how they actually do it yeah. so that it feels <laughs> alive. And uh, yeah. w- one of the things I really, really love Okay, I am uh, working with an acting class right now. I, I'm a student in an acting class. Uh, I, I took the acting class because, not because I wanted to be a great actor, but because I wanted to be a great director of actors, and I wanted to understand what actors need from me and what they don't need from me. Um, 
um, because directors can really screw up their actors if they steer them yeah. down the wrong directions when they're just trying to get to the thing. Um, and it's just so much fun to be with these insanely talented people and then start to write for them understanding what their voice is and what their capacities yeah. are and, and, yeah. and dial stuff that you know, bull strikes for them, just hand them stuff that they're, that you know, they're going to kill. Um, so uh, what we're doing right now is I'm getting ready to direct a feature film uh, that stars all of my classmates and me. Uh, wow. and it's all set in one, it's in exciting. one house that belongs to one That's of nice. the students. And, uh, and we're, we're, we're doing uh, uh, twice weekly uh, meetings for a couple hours where we're getting to know everybody's characters and name everybody and figure out what's going to happen. And That's lines great. of dialogue are just like flying out. And uh, a couple of us are like taking notes frantically on file cards or, or typing into the laptops. And uh, right. this thing is going to come together uh, in a couple of weeks. And we'll, we're going to shoot it this summer. And it's going to be a feature that's film. Great. It's going to star all my oh, my friends. Uh, and the thing well, I Well, tell about me when it's on and come on the show and we'll talk about it. This sounds so exciting. Yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring the incredible. whole game. Uh, yeah, uh, but it, it, I can do what, that. What's really exciting I, I, about I, I've it? Had, I've, I've had eleven people on at a time. <laughs> I have done this. <laughs> so <laughs> crazy as it is, could, I had right, I had, I had a, an, an anthology. Yes, we from erotic writers. We had. Two shows of like eleven people, I and mean, one's nine and nine, and then her and me, you know, the two of us. Oh yeah, I can do it. So it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I think they should also do, you know, I wanted to do this. Elizabeth knows this. I wanted to do like a soap opera, something like that, online in the radio, like in the old days. You know, when you do a podcast, you know, like the old days they did oh, it. Because yeah. I love audio books, and I oh, yeah. I think writers. I think writers should listen to audiobooks, and a lot of people don't. I think they should because you get dialogue so much better when you listen to it online. You know, when the audio, I love, I love listening to audiobooks, but a lot of people don't. But I think you can learn from that, learn to write better dialogue by hearing audible books. I think it's a great well, way to learn. I think writers should well, should, uh, should read their lines out loud. loud to know if they work, no, just for starters. Absolutely, yes, I do that too. Yes, reading them out loud. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. You're right. Those are good. Those are great tips. Read out loud, you know, and because when you do, you know, that's how they how people talk, you know, and I do think people, you know, they'll go like, oh, don't do this, don't do that. So I hope if people are listening to the show, they'll get the message that. Just go out and do it. Don't think too much. You know, yeah, like how before you you were talking about you were talking about word echo before. There's even that phrase yeah. for it. There's word echo, and and to me it's yeah. like that's just playing the same note on the guitar or something. Or that's like the same hitting the same drum. Like right, yeah, a, lot, exactly. a lot of these rules, a lot, a lot of rules, you know, have have helped me, you know, and, and like learning little tricks here and there. But a lot of the rules also kind of like. You're like, oh, am I supposed to? Because people talk about like adverbs, and then I'm always like, oh no, did I use an adverb? It's like, oh, shut up, let's roll. <laughs> well, this is the thing. The good thing about the good thing for me is I don't like to worry about that because I'm going like, oh, I'm not thinking about verbs, adverbs, nouns. Just leave me, just let me write. 
you know, and don't mm-hmm. give, you know, because I don't like rules. I'm not, a, well, we can see by my show, no rules on this show, you know, because like a lot of times people <laughs> on shows, they go, okay, this is what you can talk about, and you can't ask me about this, and you can't talk about this. And I'm thinking like, when the, my shows are not like that because people get to talk about what they want. You know, they don't have like a, there's no like, okay, I'm going to give you five questions. I'm going to talk about what you did when you were five years old, you know, and we don't do that. So I think that's how people should write. They just kind of do it, you know, and be the person, especially in a screenplay. You know, and I do think writing screenplays helps people. I mean, I have 12 screenplays, you know, some of them are options, some of them are just out there, No, nothing's happening, because what can you say? Sure. It's just how that business is. So I've taken some oh, yeah. of my screenplay characters and made them into books, you know, and um, which is true, they're better in the books only because you can get to develop them. But don't leave your characters just sitting in a drawer. Put them out. Put them in a book. Just get them I, out I, of the I, ha- I, I have turned several screenplays into books. Um, yeah, and vice versa. I mean, uh, Josh, can we talk about this? Can we talk about conscience? Absolutely. Okay, go okay, for it. Okay, so so I, I I wrote a book uh, about twenty some years ago called Conscience. Uh, it was uh, uh, after I had uh, uh, left the publishing field. I, I I pretty much went and had a nervous breakdown. And when I climbed back, one of the first things that I did was write this book called Conscience that just kind of fell out of me. It was about a uh, uh, professional contract killer who, uh, uh, on his way to do something really, really terrible, uh, is confronted by the one person who could probably stop him, and that is himself. So his conscience basically comes and goes, what do you do? Wow. What are you doing? So um, many, many, many years go by, uh, and uh, Josh and I became friends, and um, um, Josh introduced me to uh, to Ryan, and uh, we started talking about what we could possibly do together. And uh, it was Ryan who was like, oh, conscience. Conscience is the one. So now uh, Josh and Ryan with their production company and I uh, are uh, going out and getting that movie made. And wow. That is a, great. Uh, that, is a, that is a script that um, – that they brought me on to adapt from my own book, and it's one of the best experiences I've ever had. That's great. See, I like that. Book, I love book, that. The book is phenomenal, and the script is God. The script is 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 so alive. And John did something so interesting during this process, where because Ryan and I have worked with a number of screenwriters, and I've you know I've only written a couple, but I've written them. And, but John, like, kept us abreast and updated, like, every step of the way. Like, would send us, like, as he went and ideas as he went and, like, talking about it as he went. And so we saw, we literally, like, saw his creative process, like, as it was unfolding. And it was electrifying. It was, it was, it was amazing. It, typically, a screenwriter will, you know, vanish and return with, you know, in a month or something with, with the screenplay. But now with John, it was like... We were there watching every step of the way, and it was oh, it was great. And it's a that's project really, that we're all that's yeah, wonderful. yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's let a me ask you a question. We're all, How like, old did you say that book about. was? How many years old was that book around? Uh, I, I, I published the book in two thousand, so it's twenty three years. Okay, old. so this is okay. This is what I say constantly, and I'm hoping people are listening to this because I think people. Amazon does not do anybody a favor by just everything is new, new, new. I tell people that are on my show, look, 
if you go to a library or what, let's say you go to a bookstore, they have just the new books. What about the books that are 20 years old, that are 15 years old, that are 40 years old? What's wrong with people? I mean, those are good stories. <laughs> if it's not today, mm-hmm. you can't. It's ridiculous, you know, that they do that, and they do. If, what have you written today? Well, okay, nothing today. What about 10 years ago? I have a really good story. Oh, okay, maybe. No, they won't even look at it because the yeah, name of this show what, what have you, do, what have you done for me lately? Right. The name of this show, when I started my podcast, it was called A Good Story is a Good Story. I had a manager, and he said to me, just write a good story. And see, that's the thing. A story can be a good story if it's four years old, 20 years old, one year mm-hmm. old, a day old. But don't just stop and say, oh, I don't know. And does this person have... A thousand reviews? Well, no, then I won't read that book. This is ridiculous. Amazon yeah. has done that because they put all these ratings and they put all these numbers yep. and people go like, yep. oh, my God, I'm not on number five. I, You know, and people <laughs> stop writing because of that. Is yep. this it's, true? It's, yeah, no, I, I, am, I am so in step with what you are saying right now. I, right. Um, <laughs> what, like, I, I, I kind of have this, like, internal theory that when a book comes out, there was never a release <laughs> date. I mean, like, Kathy Koja's uh, uh, The Cypher, it came out today also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, yeah. like, and, and, and I've always kind of looked at this, and that goes full circle to what we were saying earlier um, yeah. when I was reading Deadlines by Skip Inspector and discovering, yeah. and they're the same exact things people are worried about today, right? Okay, so yeah, right. It, it, I, I am 100% with you. I, I feel that way. And it's like, yeah. a, because think about it as like a writer, like, right, John's book is over 20 years old, and it's like, what can you imagine if he if he was like oh yo that's old news no yeah, no what do you I mean it's that. part of it's, it's Ooh, part yeah. of your body of work and that comes back to the body of work and here now he has this electrifying script and we have this amazing team together there's a brilliant actor right. attached to that project yeah, that I, I don't think I can say that quite now but a brilliant actor right. attached well, when to that you project can, you come on and, and talk about it when you can yeah you we can go talk about oh yeah. we we and would a love brilliant to. director. It's, yeah. Oh yeah, no director, actor, and and John, and and then Ryan and me. It's it's yeah, it's truly. So again, what if John had said like, "Oh, that's old," and it's like, "Come on, yeah, I you know." know? <laughs> right. You got to right. stay open right. to. It, it, I, and I'm starting to sense a theme here with the four of us. Five of four <laughs> is that um, is that there's uh, it's staying open to everything, to a new medium, to older work, to trying something new. Mm-hmm. To, it, you know, right. it doesn't matter when it came out. It doesn't matter what age you are. Like, right. I'm learning the piano. And, and that, yeah, that mindset. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. exactly. That, that, well, that's exactly. the mindset of the artist. The, the, history so of art, the history of art is a rich repository of every dream that anybody ever committed to uh, uh, print, uh, 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 pigment, or, you know, uh, or, or whatever, you know, everything that we have ever created is this rich well that we have to draw on forever, and we add to it every day. This is, this is, our, this is our heritage, and this is our future, man. This is, right. you know, this, this, is, is, right. exactly. this is what we do. These are the indicators that we leave of where we were and what it meant to us and what it looked like to us at the time. So my entire body of work is like uh, breadcrumbs through my entire history of, of experience and all the amazing people that I got to work with. And uh, everybody else's art is that too. How beautiful yes. is that? It, it, what, 
what better tradition would you want to be a part of? Exactly. That's true. And see, mm-hmm. and that is a good way to end this show because this is the truth. Today, all four of us are agreement on all of these things. Just write, enjoy it, have fun, and keep going. This is the message. You know, don't, and, don't yeah. be afraid. Yeah. Join the club. If we were afraid, none of us yes. would be here. If we were afraid, none of us would be Dive here. in. The water's fine. That's right. That's <laughs> I really like the water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we promising here that we're going to have another show, the four of us, because this is excellent. Oh, yeah. I just loved definitely. it. Definitely. It was great. Look all the messages yep. we got out. And, to, and this is actually, this is live. This is how we all feel. And this is what we want people to feel. So just get out there and write everybody and enjoy it and have fun and enjoy the day. And thank you, all three of you, for coming on the show. It was great. I loved it. It, it was a blast. Thank and you so much. And oh, good luck. You. All right, take thank care, you for coming guys. on. Right. Loved it. We'll do this again. Okay. We'll do it again. Bye-bye. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.